has there been any further reaction to the release of these spy cables and and the intelligence service requesting information about you specifically? Well, the South Korean intelligence services, it's clear that they specifically requested uh, information from South African intelligence. Uh, and uh, we believe that it has to do with the South Korean government's nuclear ambitions at that time, where South Korea wanted to peddle their nuclear technology with India and South Africa and Turkey. It is unfortunate that our government is still considering moving down the direction of nuclear when, in fact, uh, it will not solve our uh, electricity crisis. And actually, we can sort it out much faster with, uh, uh, with renewable energy, uh, and uh, particularly solar and wind. Um, on the South African government side, uh, I've written this morning to the Minister of Intelligence to seek a meeting to find out whether they did share any intelligence and, and whether they are, in fact, surveilling me, because by law they should not be. It's a violation of my rights as a citizen. It violates our constitution's rights to privacy and so on. And then uh, uh, the other actions that I'm taking is that I'll be writing an open letter to President Zun on what this means for our country and democracy and our energy choices moving forward. But uh, also I'm pleased that the Legal Resources Center, an NGO that has a long-standing uh, uh, tradition and strong track record of uh, standing up for human rights and democracy during the struggle period is agreed to me, and they will be seeking further information from governments as well. The South Korean Intelligence Service uh, had requested information about you specifically to indicate any possible security threat against the President of South Africa during the G20 summit. What threat do you think you and Greenpeace pose to the security of the President? Well, I think um, that, well, South Korean intelligence asked South Africa, it was almost like they said, um, we consider this national of yours dangerous and you give us the security assessment on it. I don't believe it was much to do with uh, South Korean intelligence fearing for the safety of President Zuma, but I think it was South Korean intelligence trying to come up with a good excuse to deny me an entry to come into South Korea for the G8, uh, G20 meeting because if we were there, we were going to be speaking out in favor of renewable energy against fossil fuels and, and, and against nuclear. And that's about the government of uh, South Korea with its own people, because I have a uh, long-standing engagement with South Korea. I've visited them close to eight times in the last 15 years. Uh, in my previous job, I worked with the Global Campaign Against Poverty, South Korea branch, uh, and so on, and I do have a profile within South Korea, which is, you know, at least with civil society, and I think their main concern was to find a way to keep me from getting to uh, South Korea uh, more because of the communication and the campaigning that have done with the South Korean people themselves, rather than, um, you know, any concern I mean, they know that Greenpeace is peaceful, that we don't engage in violence, that as our name stands, we are as equally committed to 
environmental sustainability as we are to peace. And and yes, of course, we do engage in peaceful civil disobedience. And uh, just like you know, Mahatma Gandhi, Antti uh, the King, as well as our own struggle against apartheid, where civil disobedience uh, was considered a legitimate way for citizens to express themselves, and uh, and so we, we don't make any apologies for that. I, so I think it was not to do with that. It was more to find a, a reason to keep me out so that I wouldn't be a voice that um, uh, that influenced South Korean public opinion differently. Um, yeah. I mean, is this going to change your relationship with either the governments of, of South Korea or that of South Africa? Um, well, you know... I am very much uh, of the view that um, democracy is about having a diversity of opinions, having good public debate, and so on. I'm, you know, would be urging our government to recognize that the energy choice that it makes, for example, to spend one trillion dollars uh, rand on, on, on uh, uh, for example, to spend one trillion rand on a nuclear project. Uh, which will only deliver the first bit of energy 15 years from now, uh, when in fact it is too expensive, too unsafe, and as a solution to our energy crisis, will de- deliver too little, too late. When we know that we can address the question of uh, our energy needs now by uh, using solar and uh, particularly solar, but also wind. It's, it's criminal, I think, that after 20 years of democracy, that uh, almost one in five South Africans do not have access to electricity at all or very uh, lim- uh, limited or uh, irregular and unreliable electricity. That's just, you know, uh, wrong because, you know, electricity access has to do with children being able to study, parents being able to... Uh, supervise homework, it's about being able to cook food uh, safely and so on. And all of these uh, issues uh, must mean that if we care about the poorest South Africans, if we care about those people that have not benefited from democracy, we should be now using public resources to take people out of energy poverty within the next couple of years, not waiting for another 15 years. And so I will continue to publicly articulate those things. I, uh, I I consider myself a loyal South African citizen, but loyalty means uh, also having the moral obligation to tell your government when they are wanting to do something wrong, like uh, wanting to go down this insane nuclear path, uh, that in fact uh, they are wrong and that they should uh, put the interests of the poor, the ordinary South Africans, rather than powerful people in the nuclear industry, in other countries, or domestically, who want to make a huge amount of money uh, on the backs of those that do not have uh, any um, reliable access to uh, electricity at the moment.